0: Welcome to Bespoke Diaries, today's article is on, Global Progress Against Child Labour Ground to a Halt, by Malish Warau, Founder, President, Don't Waste Food, India. Malishwarau, 27, spent his early years as a child labourer in the southern Indian city of Hyderabad. Soon after finishing school at a local ashram, where the children of poor parents, sex workers and orphans studied, the nine-year-old would rush to a local construction site to join his parents who would be toiling in the harsh tropical sun to construct buildings as daily wage earners the supervisor would assign Rao simpler tasks and his extra income would help his parents feed him and his younger brother those were really tough days recalls Rao now an engineering graduate and an entrepreneur who also runs a non-profit don't waste food to feed the needy there was never enough food in the house i used to study in the morning then work as a laborer go back home to do my homework and then get up early the next day to rush to school again Life was blur, there was no time to play even, Rao says. At the beginning of 2020, 160 million children, 63 million girls and 97 million boys, like the nine-year-old Rao, were working every day. According to a global report by the United Nations Children's Fund and the International Labour Organization (ILO) released today, June 10, the world is at a critical juncture in the worldwide drive to stop child labour, as the number of children in child labour has increased by 8.4 million children over the last four years. Global progress has ground to a halt over the last four years after slowing considerably in the four years before that. COVID-19 threatens to further erode past gains, the report cautions. New analysis suggests a further 8.9 million children will be in child labor by the end of 2022 as a result of rising poverty driven by the pandemic, the report states. It also notes that while the global picture showed that while child labor in Asia and the Pacific, Latin America and the Caribbean was decreasing, progress in sub-Saharan Africa had proven elusive with child labor increasing. In addition to working as construction laborer, Rao also took up random jobs at local eateries to earn 10 cents daily for 3 to 4 hours of work, dishwashing and organizing groceries. The added incentive was the leftover food which the eatery owner kindly gave to me. I'd eat some and bring the rest back for my family, says Rao. Rayo's story is a microcosm of the larger story of child labor in the world that shows that involvement in child labor is higher for boys than girls. However, when girls' household chores are included as child labor, the gap reduces. Among all boys, 11.2% are in child labor compared to 7.8% of all girls. In absolute numbers, boys in child labor outnumber girls by 34 million. When the definition of child labor expands to include household chores for 21 hours or more each week, the gender gap in prevalence among boys and girls aged 5 to 14 is reduced by almost half, today's report notes. The report also shows that more than one-third of all children in child labor are excluded from school and that hazardous child labor constitutes an even greater barrier to school attendance. For every child in child labor who has reached a compulsory age for education but is excluded from school, another two struggle to balance the demands of school and work. They face compromises in education as a result and should not be forgotten in the discussion of child labor and education. Children who must combine child labor with schooling generally lag behind non-working peers in grade progression and learning achievement, and are more likely to drop out prematurely, the report states. Rao, however, was fortunate to have completed school. Thanks to the help of good Samaritans who paid his fees, Rao was able to turn his life around by graduating with an electronic engineering diploma from a local college. He then got a job at a social media company as a content curator, earning $450 a month. My parents were thrilled that I was the first educated person in the family who also bagged a respectable job with a great salary, Rautels IPS. My mother couldn't stop crying for days. However. Tackling hunger was always important for me, so simultaneously I also launched my NGO which collects extra food from nearby restaurants to feed the poor. Apart from reducing food wastage in hotels and at social gatherings, the initiative has also prevented thousands in the city from not sleeping hungry. He has since left his job and started his own travel startup. But during the pandemic, apart from ration kits, RAO has also been providing oxygen cylinders and cooked meals for those in quarantine. India has reported nearly 30 million COVID-19 cases and upwards of 350,000 deaths since the pandemic's second wave began in March. I have 30 volunteers from the local community engaged in distributing food and helping people get in touch with blood donors as well hospitals who have COVID beds. Through our network, we've been able to provide groceries for around 70,000 families within this lockdown period since March, says Rao. The money is raised through crowdsourcing on social media and through individual donors. The NGO has also started supplying masks and sanitary pads for construction workers. His volunteers have also helped cremate 180 dead bodies of deceased who were shunned by families for fear of catching COVID-19. Having known what it is like to be hungry and struggle for a square meal, Rao says he often encounters poor children during his donation drives who remind him of his past. According to the ELO, there are around 12.9 million Indian children engaged in work between the ages of 7 to 17 years old. The majority who are between 12 and 17 years old, who work up to 16 hours a day to help their families make ends meet. An estimated 10.1 million children between the ages of 5 and 14 years old are engaged in work, says the organization. Much of the problem lies in tardy implementation of laws, say activists. According to Dr. Anjana Kumari, Director, Center for Social Research, a Delhi-based think tank, even though India has strict laws against child labor, they are full of loopholes which allow poor families and unscrupulous agents to circumvent them and exploit the children. These poor kids work in hazardous industries like brick making, quarries, tobacco industry and glass making which not only puts an end to their education but also makes them vulnerable to prostitution and trafficking at a very young age. The implementation of the laws needs to be stricter, says Kumari. The report calls for extending social protection to mitigate poverty and economic uncertainty which underlie child labor. Meanwhile. Rao's story shows that with education, former child laborers can lead better lives. He has been recognized by local personalities and was also mentioned by Prime Minister Narendra Modi on his monthly radio talk show Man Kee Bart, Heart to Heart Talk. Rao has also received awards from local communities and organizations for his work. The pandemic has brought out the worst and the best in people. I'm now in lifelong mission to ensure that nobody goes hungry. My new startup isn't yet profitable, but I'm earning enough to feed my family and also take care of the needy," he says. Thank you for your time. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. Do leave your thoughts in the comments section below. For similar type of article please reach us at contact at Bespokediaries.com or you can visit our website www thebespokediaries.com.